Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting, and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days, and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions. You could show your project. You can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot and we'll see you there. Links in the show notes. Most projects are going to fail because of this. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Everyone, welcome back. Whether you're listening or watching, we are thrilled to have you here. Our buddy Adam. I know Adam because he's a veteran, because we're on LinkedIn, and because we used to commiserate there. Adam is really diving into NFTs. So we decided to ask him after a couple posts he made. You know, we were kind of like, this is really good content and stuff that no one's saying. We were like, dude, we need to talk about the real reasons NFT projects will fail. So we had Adam record some videos for us and we're going to get into them. So Adam starts off with roadmaps and whitelists and we actually address those. So episode 53, we have a whole episode on roadmaps, so we're not going to be redundant. And then whitelists, if you go to our first Q&A episode, you will find us talking about a whitelist. But here's where it gets real freaking juicy. NFT investors, they should always be on the lookout for red flags. But but rugs, I know, are a huge concern. They're just not the biggest contributor to the failure of NFT campaigns. Uh, investors should focus on, on the real issue, which is uh, ineptitude. So 90% of the NFTs are going to fail. That's just a reality. Are going to fail from a financial standpoint. But only a portion of those are blatant, no-joke rugs. So, so it's not like either you fall victim for a rugging or strike it rich. There's, there's, mu- there's a whole spectrum in between. There's more to it, and the differences can be pretty subtle. So I recently researched and decided to invest in an NFT campaign that ended up in absolute shambles. It looked g- great at first. Uh, it had celebrity backing. The team was seemed to be solid. The community, they thought they were the best community on Discord. I don't believe there was an ounce of malicious intent. I think they had high hopes and big dreams. But regardless, the project is not going to recover at this point. And, and lots of people are going to be out big money. And, and the culprit in this situation is ineptitude. So if I've learned anything from my years as a, as a professional, as a business owner, as a nonprofit executive, it's that successful organizations and programs cannot be built on good intentions alone. Blind optimism, which runs rampant in the NFT space right now, is it, it almost always leads to failure, which is a really huge problem when the stakes are high, like in the NFT ecosystem, when people are making minimum, you know, three, four, five, six hundred $600 investments just to get into the space. So I want to share what I've learned here. So, so uh, you know, falling victim to overhyped failures, scams, rugs, it's, it's just an unfortunate part of most people's NFT journey right now because it is the wild, wild west out there. There's a lot of opportunity. There's gold in them in our hills, but there's also a lot of dangers. So learn from my mistakes. 
So Adam starts off with roadmaps and whitelists, and we actually address those. So episode 53, we have a whole episode on roadmaps, so we're not going to be redundant. And then whitelist, if you go to our first Q&A episode, you will find us talking about a whitelist. But here's where it gets real freaking juicy. So I love that he said here, the real issue is ineptitude. It's not will intent. It's not that people are just maliciously trying to sabotage projects. Yes, there are bad apples out there, but for the most part, it's just not really understanding business. So here's the deal as a creator, is your project just a project or is your project a business? What's the difference? Adam's going to let us know right now. All right. Next is a business plan. A lot of NFTs launches and teams, they're missing this, which I think is a huge mistake. There's a huge gap between this kind of traditional business aptitude and knowledge and most NFT teams. But these are real entities. They collect real money from real people who have real expectations, and they need to be treated accordingly, like a real business. Next is a marketing plan. Celebrity endorsements are not a marketing plan, right? If you see name dropping of celebrities and those celebrities are not evangelizing for the project actively, run for the hills. You're looking for small ball. This isn't grand slams. Sometimes a grand slam works, but you want small ball. That, that leads to the endurance of a project. Next is a community development plan. You can't just launch a Discord and figure it out as you go. You can't do that anymore. That may have worked a year ago, but now it just doesn't work. The team has to be fully prepared to either A, enthusiastically engage and support whatever community they have and answer tough questions and keep people engaged and happy uh, and optimistic, or B, grow a stagnant one if things fall flat, or C, handle a rapid expansion. A lot of teams, sometimes they grow rapidly and they can't handle it. And then they end up falling apart because they cannot serve the investors. Okay, we're going to take two seconds because I need to remind you guys something. Heather and I, like we text like a freaking million times a day. We're consistently and constantly generating ideas for YouTube, for podcasting, for Instagram, for everything that we want to do. Okay. Like we, we understand like what it's like to try and communicate with all of you and provide information. So when Adam said the following, I was basically floored. Next is a communications plan. NFT investors, they require frequent updates, check-ins, ask me anything from the teams and mods. This project that I invested in, four days, they disappeared during their initial mint. Nothing from mods, nothing from the team. Four days, they disappeared. Unbelievable. So, so failure to communicate, that's disrespectful to the holders. And again, I don't believe this team had malicious intent, but good golly, that is inept. That is disrespectful to the holders. You can't disappear for four days at any time, much less during the initial mint while hype is still building. People had questions that were going unanswered. Displeased holders are a red flag. If you go to the Discord and people are upset, that's normal, especially during a minting or during a whitelisting. But if it's not being resolved and the overarching feeling is negative or displeasure, that's a red flag and it can sink a project very fast. Next is a fully docs team. And this is, people have varying opinions about this, but I believe it is better for the whole team to be fully doxed and visible, socials, everything. I don't believe that people will be able to, and I've been wrong before, but I don't believe people will be able to remain anonymous as a leader in this space anymore. If, the, if there is more anonymity on the leadership team than transparency, run for the hills. So from here, Adam goes on to talk about sometimes our buying decisions is simply because 
We just like the art. And we mentioned that in our episode linked in the show notes. Don't buy NFTs unless. So make sure you check that out. But that is a valid point. Sometimes you're just wanting to get the art because you love the artist. Rich and I just purchased one from an artist that we absolutely love and we just stinking like the art. But for long-term projects, what Adam shared here, I think is so freaking valuable. We've got to start seeing projects as a business, not only from a creator standpoint, but also an investor. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. Obviously, we're going to hook you up with where to find Adam online, but I will give you his Twitter, which is at real Adam Bratz, B-R-A-A-T-Z as in Zulu. And you can definitely find him there. He's making some really good content and growing a good following. So obviously, this leads us to the end, which involves a question from our audience. And this one is from Sarah, aka Rainbows and Chickens on the Instagrams. And I love this question. Were there any other names that you wanted to name your kids that got nixed by your spouse? If so, what were they? Absolutely. Um, I will give Brian credit. Lucy was the name I wanted my entire life. Even as a kid, I wanted a daughter named Lucy. So it was if he didn't want that name, I don't think we would have got married type situation. So we, I did get my Lucy for sure. Rich, I used to ask guys I dated what they thought about the name Lucy because that's how important it was to me. You're insane. But one name that Brian did not like that I'm a little heartbroken over is with Emerson, my youngest. I wanted, we were going to name her Charlotte, but I wanted to call her Charlie. And he was not okay with Charlie as a little girl's name. And I'm very, I want to cry thinking about it Charlie? I love Charlie. Charlie is the cutest little name in the world. That's mine. What about you? Well, we did not find out the sex of our second daughter um, until she was born. Really? Because the first time we tried it, yeah, the first time we tried it and I was like too much of a planner. I'm like, this is bullshit. I want to get, you know, either the pink stuff or the blue stuff. I don't want all neutral everything. And I don't want to ask people for all neutral everything. So for the second one, um, we came up with our daughter's name, uh, Cicely. If she was going to be a girl, like it just came. It was great. But we weren't sure if she was going to be a girl. So for boys, like we didn't even have a name all the way till the end. And we were like thrown around like she wanted like clay or some shit or like coal and i'm like coal what's like, wrong with coal i like your coal. her last name is her maiden name is coal oh calvin was one of them and i'm just like yo nah so like no so there was like a bunch that i nixed and i don't remember if i gave her any i probably had some corny ones what but did you want i i remember the ones i nixed very vividly no tell us what you wanted i boy? know you know what you wanted what did you want I had, I really had no idea. What about Charlie? Charlie's a great name for a boy no. or a girl. 
I like a long name. So my full name in, in Spanish is Ricardo Humberto Cardona. And I love when I'm in Colombia, which has been a while, but I love the fullness of those names. So I'm like all about like long names. And for a boy, I was like, I don't know, Alejandro or who knows what. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't get my shit mixed because I didn't have a boy uh, because I didn't have any names, like anything that I really loved. So we were blessed. She came out. I was like, boom, thank God you Sicily. All right, everyone. Charlie is out, has left the building. But look, if you have not joined our Discord, the water is warm over there. Uh, people were interacting all the time. And look, if you haven't left us a review and you love this podcast, then leave us a review because we appreciate you. All right. Until next time. 